y'all, and welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I'm your guest host for today, Lisa, but don't worry, Rachel is still here. Hi, Rachel. Hi. <laughs> we are here with a special bonus episode to talk all things A Proper Charade, which um, is the sequel to one of my favorite books from last year, y'all, A Proper Scandal. Yes. And we are joined by the author herself, Esther Hatch. Esther, hi. Welcome. Hi. Back. Hey. Hi, I'm happy to be here. How are you doing? How is your family? Everybody safe? Sounds? Quarantines? Hand washing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are trying our best to do all of that. I have four boys and actually they don't mind being at home at all. They're kind of like me maybe and it's like free for all electronic time. So they're in like seventh heaven. <laughs> um, I mean, other than doing school, which they, um, they've, some of them have asked to do homeschool in the past so they've very quickly realized no. <laughs> We actually don't want to do homeschool anymore. So homeschooling's been like an adjustment for our family. But other than that, like we are mostly all introverts. So we're doing, we're doing all right. Right. I'm like, this is my time to shine. It is yes. happening. But unfortunately, yeah. Rachel, you're more out, you're more, you like to go out to places. So yes. Yeah. So I actually thought I was going to be fine going into this. I was pretty cocky because I work from home regularly. So I was like, yeah, it'll be easy. No problem. I still got the podcast and it's certainly I, I better than a lot of people, uh, a lot to be grateful for, but, uh, but it, it was <clears throat> definitely harder than I expected. I, once they took away church and um, movie theaters, which are my two main sources of socialization, uh, that was that was pretty hard. And I was lucky. Uh, they there's one uh, theater that set up this drive-through that's completely you just stay in your car the whole time. And so I went and saw Jurassic Park there uh, about a week and a half ago, and that was just like <laughs> it was, was just awesome. it was I'll never forget it as long as I live. It was <laughs> it was amazing. It was one of my favorite movies ever, and. And it was just like, oh, I needed this so bad. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was grateful, grateful that people are being pretty creative uh, in problem solving uh, these days. That's been yeah, really nice. Like how to get together and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Esther, have you guys done anything like that at your house where you tried to think outside the box and do something? I mean, yesterday <laughs> we went to the park and had like ice cream at the park on a park bench, just our family. Um, I don't, my kids are building stuff out of cardboard boxes today. So I mean, like, I feel like it, luckily our family kind of gets along pretty well. My yeah. husband's working from home. So I actually have been finding time to write. This was my first year of having all my kids in school. So I went from having, you know, four or five hours in the day to myself, some of which needed to be done doing other things, but to being a teacher for four or five yeah. hours a day and then trying to squeeze in time. So that's been like tricky. Um, so I've had to think out of the box on how to make the time to write yeah. and, and kind of reprioritize that because at yeah. first it was getting pushed off as the least important thing. And, um, with deadlines coming up, I had to reassess and say, no, this isn't the least important thing that needs to happen today. So yeah, yeah it's doing a little better now. Well, I'm glad, and I'm glad that you have written it and I've got the copy here, which I'll try not to let it dissolve into my Zoom background. Look at that. Oh, like magic. Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you very much for sending me the copy to pre-read. Um, I was obsessed and um, I'm grateful to have this because I've made lots of notes. And then I actually pulled up the, old, the proper scandal on my phone to look back and to refer to some things. So that was kind of fun. Um, so the new book, A Proper Charade, um, it's fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I don't get tired it. of hearing that. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> um, and how are you dealing with? Before we get to talk to the book itself, how are you dealing with um, the book itself coming out during this time, like the quarantine times? Like, how are you guys handling it? Yeah, so it's tricky, and one hundred percent, it will affect sales. Like, the, I've tried to think out of the box all I can, but a lot of my sales come from bookstores, and I just know. Actually, bookstores by me are still open. You just have to do curbside pickup. Gotcha. So if you are somebody who likes bookstores, definitely look at your local bookstore and see if they're offering that service. Um, we just picked up a book the other day for my son's birthday. So, but it's just different from having people meandering in the store, yeah. seeing my book and thinking, oh, I'm going to pick that up. So yeah. that part will be hard. But I also think there, I mean, there's, 
it's kind of a thing where there are some maybe positives, like there are people sitting at home reading more, maybe some are less. I think it affects everybody differently, but some people, I know for me, it was hard to settle my brain down yeah. enough to even read. Yeah. So, or I was obsessively checking news stories or something. So, but I think there's a lot of people that are reading now, which is, you know, a positive for, for the book industry. So, but as far as bookstores go, I know this is a struggle for them. So there's a few things that will be different for me. I won't be able to do like an in-store signing, which I had been planning on doing. And for a third book, like, like for an author, it's such a, like a slow growing process, probably a lot like a podcast, I imagine. So like my first signing was just friends and family because nobody else knew who I was. And my second signing with a proper scandal, I actually got some people there, like fans, and it was so fun. So I was there. <laughs> I know. I was looking forward to having like maybe a few more people come out. And, you know, I had a, I had a line with the last one for some of the time. And I was like, maybe I'd have a line the whole time. <laughs> I don't know. Like, so that's maybe silly, but um, so I will miss that. And I like interacting with the fans, but we're trying to do a lot of things online to at least so that the readers can still interact and in some ways that hits a broader audience so mm -hmm. um yeah i mean it's unfortunate i know there's a lot of people that have a lot worse going on so yeah. so i might lose a few book sales but i'm they my publisher asked, actually asked me if i would have wanted to push it back and i'm like no because i've been telling people for a long time that this book is coming out in May and people are looking forward to it and I, I don't want to wait. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you can always do once it, uh, once it comes, uh, once things get back to normal, maybe do some push like that or do maybe set up some things like that maybe. Yeah. 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 And I thought about that and it's just, it's one of those things that's tricky because it will depend on how long it's been. Cause my publisher who has bookstores that I mm -hmm. go to basically, um, they're publishing about three books a month. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so depending on how many books like build up for them, like if they've got 15 or, you know, more authors that all are trying to do that, it, it might be a little tricky, but I don't think all authors want to do it. I've been probably more reaching out that way than some. So I might, yeah. I, I might. Yeah. Cause even Amazon right now, it's uh, the two day shipping and stuff like that is, uh, mostly halted for non-essential, uh, or at least hospital, uh, you know, are obviously get the priority, uh, and then things will take longer. Uh, but hopefully, people can get the eBooks and uh, yeah. so they can get it right away. Yeah. Well, and, no, uh, honestly, my royalty rates are pretty similar. I mean, not the rate, but what I actually get from the book yeah. are pretty similar, whether you buy an eBook or whether you buy it oh, in yeah. a store. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have well, we'll have links in the description. Uh, to purchase uh, purchase uh, your books and so people should definitely check it out because it's a fun book. Yes. So speaking yes. of Esther, do you want to tell us a little bit about the newest proper charade? Yeah. So a proper charade. I mean, I I don't have a background, so you can. Yeah. <laughs> just hugging mine. I just love it. Okay. Proper charade. I love it. I love the cover. Yes. I think it's beautiful. It's yeah. it's Victorian, which is fun because you get these fun Victorian dresses. And like you said, it follows a proper scandal, which came out last year. Mm -hmm. And so they're both beautiful books. They're fun. Um, I feel like a proper charade, it's a little bit different in tone. They're both a little bit comical, but this one, this one I tried a little bit harder to make more almost like a romantic comedy. Feel. And you succeeded because I yeah. legit laughed out loud several okay. times. <laughs> yeah, I think everything I write has some funny things in it, but... Um, this one is more just overall lighthearted and some I kind of am really curious about how people take that because some of the things are a little bit like maybe of a stretch <laughs> like I like her reasonings so the the premise is about it's about a lady she's the sister of a duke so like a high born lady <laughs> a duke is the highest ranking you can have other than being royal family so um but her brother uh, served in the military, even though he's a duke, just because his father really wanted him to like learn about life and different things like that. And it, just for patriotism. So he kind of learned to grow up a little bit in the, in the army and he wanted that for his sister, but she never had a chance and kind of like judged her for that. And so the, the whole premise at the beginning is she kind of runs away from home in a way that like nobody realizes that she did. It's kind of sneaky and decides to spend like one month 
as a maid in this general's household where her brother had served under this general and he just kind of idol worships this general. So um, that's kind of the setup. And I know like I, when I first started brainstorming this idea, I wanted, I wanted the maid or the lady dressed up as a maid to be kind of the trope is what we call them. And um, I originally had planned for her to be in some dire circumstance and something that would make maybe a little bit more sense than just like, I'm going to go prove my brother wrong. <laughs> but I've kind of learned that if, if you want to write a more of like a romantic style book, romantic comedy style book, you can't have quite as many dangerous circumstances going on because then sometimes the funny scenes aren't funny because you're scared for the person <laughs> involved or also, so this book kind of is, spirals a little bit out of control for our characters so like some of the decisions she made I thought would have not made sense if if her life or someone else's life was in danger so some of the things she does later on that are really fun and I I, I love it but like like it really wouldn't have worked if if like her life was on the line right yeah that's yeah, true and I, I think that with a romantic comedy you can have a pretty ridiculous premise uh, but if if you have likable characters and you have sort of chemistry between the characters and sort of the journey is is entertaining, I think we as an audience forgive a lot. Like if you think of something like there's a movie uh, from Hallmark that's one of the fans favorites called A Very Merry Mix Up. And it's a completely ridiculous premise, like <laughs> so <Yeah>. ridiculous, <laughs> but because of the chemistry and the humor and this, you know, we love it and we think it's great. So yeah. I think that was, uh, I, I agree with that, with what you're saying for sure. Yeah. And I was worried about it, but so it's hard when you're writing a book because you're so immersed. And so I, those worries kind of were at the back of my head. Mm -hmm. I took like a two month break and then did a final read through. And like Lisa said, like I was just smiling a lot while reading it. And I was just kind of like, you know what, this is going to be okay. Like it's, it's going to, it's going to be okay. Like, I think if you're enjoying your experience, you, um, yeah, you, like you said, mm -hmm. you can forgive. And I don't think it's necessarily like a bad premise. It's just not yeah. like people looking for like a real dramatic reason for anything. It's yeah. not there quite as much in this book as you, the proper scandal had a little bit more of that. Yeah, I mean, if you want a literary example, uh, I know Lisa and I both really like Sophie Kinsella. Oh, and, I was thinking uh, about that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so funny. And a lot of her books have really, really ridiculous premises, but where this lawyer, she makes this crazy, she makes this huge mistake. She gets on the train. She goes all the way to the end of the train, gets off and stumbles into this house and gets hired as a maid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's delightful. <laughs> yes. It's one yeah, of my I love Sophie Kinsella. Like, that's kind of my dream is to maybe one day write a book kind of like that. Um, yeah. I just, I, I'm really into the historical stuff right now. So I think it'd be really hard for me to switch to contemporary, mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, I love that you mentioned Sophie Kinsella because yeah. I love her book. Her language, her, her books have a little bit of language, yeah. just warning Hallmarkies, uh, but, uh, but they're a lot of fun in my opinion. Yeah. So some of my favorites. Okay. So Patience, the, the main character is Lady Patience Kendrick. Where, where was the inspiration for her? Cause we'll talk about Mr. Woodsworth in a second, this yeah. sir. Yes. <laughs> so patience. So I write and I did, I'm kind of a discovery writer, at least a little bit. So silly little things will affect my characters. Like the fact that I named her patience actually <laughs> probably made her a less patient character. That's I don't know. Awesome. And also just like her setup, her setup is so ridiculous that I knew she had to be somebody who um, would agree to things without thinking through maybe <laughs> her decisions and would um, would feel strongly about things that uh, she she would, um, I don't know, do just, she's impulsive. That is the word I was looking yeah. for. So she's pretty impulsive. And um, I didn't know that when I picked her name, which is funny, but then I feel like even just giving her that name gave her some of those characteristics. But then I also, so this storyline, um, came to be even because when I wrote A Proper Scandal, I wrote a side character that I really loved and I wanted him to have a story. But since I knew I was going to do a second story, like another story that followed that, I didn't want to do just two. So this is kind of like the middle book and some people like tease about the middle book, right? Like I had to come up with this one so there were three and I had to pick a character from A Proper Scandal to use. So I picked Mr. Woodsworth um, 
who doesn't necessarily come off amazingly well in a proper scandal. Um, <clears throat> but he already has basically a fiance in that one. And so he's got that set up here, which I think Hallmarkies, come on guys, you, you're going to love it. <laughs> <You know. laughs> the main guy starts out with not a fiance quite, but um, somebody who's been trying really hard to convince to marry him for like two years because it fits yeah. with his plan. Right. So um, anyway, so I kind of had his character first and then I needed a, almost like a foil to him. So patience is um, the opposite in a lot of ways to Mr. Wordsworth. She's impulsive, whereas he likes to plan. And um, she brings life into a room and maybe like he might be one of those people that would be like, well, let's not get carried away, you know? <laughs> so so um, really patience character came a lot from the premise that I wanted to bring out, which is I knew it had to be somebody who was impulsive. And then as kind of an opposite character for somebody who had really bring more life into Mr. Woodsworth's life, like Anthony's life was just not, it's just not full. And you see that at the beginning and you see it in a proper scandal a little bit. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that we, you know, the first time we meet um, Anthony Woodsworth um, is in a proper scandal and he's Grace, the main character's old friend. And we see him here and there. Um, we, we meet him and yes, you're, you know, he's already met Miss Morgan who appears in both as well, you know, just, you know, kind of, Hey, we touch on that here, and then we know more of Miss Morgan in this story. Um, so I was wondering, you know, and you kind of answered it. Um, when did you know that you were going to write Anthony's story? And can I just tell you that the entire time I was reading this, all I could picture was Johnny Flynn's uh, Mr. Knightley from Emma, and I was just like, "This everything about this works." Yes, <laughs> me too. Good. Um, yeah so like I had already written a proper scandal mostly but not done all the editing probably when I decided I would write about Mr. Woodsworth next and so his character actually went through some revisions in a proper scandal um, oh, where he was uh, at the beginning he was just going to kind of blow her off and I don't know if that we were going to really see him again mm -hmm. at that point okay. so which is probably not the greatest way to write a character anyway I think <laughs> got something you've introduced it's good to have them at least in the story twice um just for continuity for a book um but uh so actually i think both characters in a proper scandal who are going to get their story became better characters because i knew they would have a story later so because of that i was able to have him do a little bit of redemption in a proper scandal at least like apologize for like his behavior at the beginning because and it also um so that whole kind of apology in a proper scandal kind of came about because I knew he was going to get a book. So, um, so his, his character got fleshed out a lot more because I knew he would be getting a book. Um, my third character, <laughs> I think people probably know that my third book is going to be about Lord Bryant and he definitely yeah. fleshed out like a ton. He was actually just supposed to be a creepy guy on the train. He was actually going to be a creepy old guy on the train, mm -hmm. the very like second scene or something of a proper scandal. And um, I think what happened is I realized I had too many creepy guys in a proper scandal <laughs> and I'm not a man hater. And so I really wanted um, at least one of them to turn out to not be creepy, if that makes sense. Yeah. And he still, you still don't know about Lord Bryant quite yet. So he became a more complicated character with a backstory that um that just hopefully makes people wonder like why the way why is he the way he is oh i'm Which, wondering i've been wondering yeah. for two books and I, i'm <laughs> glad you brought him up because i was like i have to ask about my favorite and yeah. i i put in my notes that i thought he was more self-aware in this book a little bit more serious we find out a touch more about his background and so i i put in my notes that i don't think we've truly met the real Lord Bryant yet, so everything you're saying, I'm so excited about, yes. I'm yeah. Ready. <laughs> yeah. Is it going to be on the same timeline, or is it going to be like a prequel to what we've already seen, or? It will not be a prequel. It's the same time. It'll be, oh, okay. I'm trying to, I have it written down somewhere, but it's a few months after A Proper Charade is where his story starts, at least six months after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll be good. That'll be really fun. Yeah, yes. I'm excited. He, he sounds like a fun character to write. I mean, they all seem fun because, again, like I said, I laughed 
pretty much a lot through this book. Um, but Lord Bryant just seems like a really fun character to write, especially because in your head, you already know the backstory and we all still have to wait patiently for that. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, yeah. is he fun I, to write? I, I've struggled. So that's, I was going to say, I've actually struggled to write him a lot more than I thought I would. And that's because he makes an amazing side character that can come in and say some funny things. <laughs> but like to, so, and even he makes a great like love interest when you're in the woman's point of view and he's talking and it's funny, but he's actually been really hard to write from his own point of view because he's always been funny. He's always been like, like this flirt and yeah. kind of a rascal. And now I have to write those scenes from his head and he's actually not that person exactly. And so he's actually been a little tricky to write. And, and I would say that the tone of this third book is probably going to be closer to a proper scandal because there are, he does have like a serious backstory and um, some sad things that has happened in his life that have made him the way he is. And so um, <clears throat> there's still some really funny parts in the book for sure. But this one doesn't have quite, I mean, it still has a funny premise, I'll be honest, but, um, but there's definitely some serious notes to it, which all my books have some serious, even, even a proper charade, like people have things they need to overcome and and yeah. things like that but but I would say this one's a little has a little bit more serious than I almost hoped it would be because it was very strange to like jump into Lord Bryant's head and be like oh like I can't like I have to think the way he thinks now right. which is kind of pessimistic and a little bit <laughs> um I don't know and and he's he's got just complicated things going on in his life so but also so it, he's also still fun and flirty and all that stuff yeah. too. But, he's amazing. Yeah. So there'll just be three in this series or you think that is the more? plan. Um, yeah. I've had a couple of people say they wanted Nicholas's story, which is lady patience's brother in a proper trade. And I am debating that it might end up being like a novella or something. And I'll make sure he does not end up oh. with more. Ms. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. So, so how do you think that patience and grace uh, are like the same and how do you think they're different as characters so grace i think is more graceful even though that is her name i didn't probably make her the opposite of her name she's more thrown into circumstances that put her life out of control and she wasn't necessarily that kind of a character that would get involved in crazy things but then she had to figure out how to deal with her life once they were there Whereas Patience, I feel like she's like the root of her problems. <laughs> like she's the one who threw herself into these crazy ideas. And um, so I think uh, when it comes right down to it, Grace is more like a, a typical, um, they're both very honest, but again, and they're honest in different ways. Like Grace is honest because she's honestly just like a really good person, I feel like. And Patience is honest because she, she physically cannot lie, which is another thing that I wonder what readers think about. Like, um, like maybe she <laughs> wouldn't have been as honest for some of these things, except for she's such a bad liar that she's been, she's had to become truthful. So, I mean, they're, I think they're pretty different, even though they're both pretty fun characters. Yeah, I thought they were both really forward in their own way. They're both pretty forward, like for the time, you know, that it's set in. I mean, especially patience she'll do some stuff where you're like oh, okay <laughs> but it works yeah, out really she, well. she has one scene that's very forward <laughs> yeah we'll talk about that we'll talk about that i mean so her goal is to try to get a letter of recommendation from the general to give to her brother that's yes. the goal right yes yeah so that she can prove to her brother like look i learned how to work hard i can be serious i can impress the general so yeah, yeah. So that her brother can stop like harping on her being kind of flighty, which comes a lot to the fact that their mother is a very flighty person that didn't take care of her responsibilities. Yeah. I think it's fun. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I wonder though, if it's like a strict general, whatever, uh, give a letter of recommendation for <laughs> something like that but hey you just go with it like yeah. you were saying 
I was going to give a spoiler, but I didn't. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I thought that you did a good job with Anthony in sort of his, his, I always love it when you have the, the, the agony. I mean, this comes later, but just like his struggles, he's so struggling with this, uh, with his, uh, with his love of, of, uh, patience as it grows and grows and grows. And, and I don't know, I think you did a really good job with that. <laughs> the they're, they're one of my favorite couples. Like, um, as a romance writer, I think often you try and write like this swoony man that all the women are going to fall in love with when they read your book. And I was thinking about that with this one, cause I don't feel like Anthony Woodsworth is necessarily that guy, but I think these two together are such a swoony couple. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, yeah. like I just love them together. I think that makes sense, but I think he's perfect because as opposed to flowers, I love lists and I would love to get a, like a seven page list. Yes. That somebody <laughs> sat down and wrote for me. Yes. All day. So every time he yeah. did that, I was like, oh, that was swoony for me as a type A list maker. So yes. <laughs> and you know what? I've heard from one other reader that said that too, that the, he was their favorite of my main lead. So he is probably different than what the typical one is, but if, if getting yes. a list for Valentine's Day is your type of romance, he's your guy, ladies. Yes. If you like stoic men who all of a sudden realize they have feelings, Anthony Woodsworth is for <laughs> yeah. you. We'd like to take a second from this podcast and talk about our sponsor for this episode, the good folks over at Skylight Frame. And they've been a wonderful sponsor of us. And right now we're all trying to figure out what to get our mothers for Mother's Day. Mother's Day is coming up and it's quarantine. And so we want to get something that will brighten their day, make our moms feel good. And uh, I'm sure that you recognize, Lisa, the struggles of trying to find the perfect Uh, Mother's Day gift for the women in your life. Yes, it's a constant battle. (laughs) And you have gotten a skylight frame. uh, And uh, what did you what did you think about it? Um, I thought it was amazing. Um, You know, I've had photo frames before, but the problem with the old photo frames is that you had to load manually pictures. So if you wanted to send it as a gift, you had to make sure that you had the pictures already preloaded and you mailed it and then yeah. they turned it on it cycled through the same you know five or ten photos or however many you put on there with skylight you can add them you know via a, an app or you can email them and they'll just automatically show up which i think is fantastic and since i live super far away from my family it's a great gift mother's day or not but mother's day would be a great time to send your your family one yeah, it's a really amazing digital frame. It sets up in under 60 seconds. You can have anybody email directly to the frame. So if people are taking pictures uh, on their uh, social distancing safe uh, walks, they could take the picture and send it right to your frame, which is so fun. I know my parents have really enjoyed it as well, especially if you have somebody who's maybe not as into Instagram and but still wants to be sort of in the loop of the family's photos, perfect solution. And they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't love your skylight frame, they'll offer you a full refund. And they look really nice. It doesn't have that bulky look that some digital frames have. It's It looks just like an, uh, a normal, very nice uh, picture frame, uh, which is which is great. And uh, and you can also preload it if you want. Uh, so you could give it as a gift preload it and so they you're, you could have pictures of, of all of uh, their grandkids or something like that or all their family uh, so that when they open it they got it right there which would be really fun part yeah. of the gift and they also have a tap the heart button feature so that you can that'll let the sender know that you liked their picture which is cute yes too. it's cute because you get a little email that says so-and-so liked your picture and you're yeah. just like, oh yay <laughs> it's yes. fun yeah and so now as a special holiday offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash Hallmark, you enter code Hallmark. And so that's uh, $10 off your purchase, Skylight Frame, go to skylightframe.com slash Hallmark, enter code Hallmark, that's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com slash Hallmark. Let's talk about this kissing scene. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't spoil it for those re- going to read the book, but it was pretty, pretty spicy. 
it, I mean, nothing inappropriate, but like pretty bold yeah. of her. Let's put yeah. it that way. Is that a bold. good way to describe yeah. it? Bold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, you did a good job writing that scene. So that yeah. scene, it's kind of funny how I write. Yeah. I don't write very, I write pretty linearly, linearly. And, but then sometimes I'll randomly have a, like a scene pop in my head that's like three scenes yeah. from now and or four scenes from now. And that was one of the very, very first scenes um, that I had in this book. And actually, I think I maybe even thought of it before I started writing. So um, I think like I was starting writing this and I was worried about this book. I was a, maybe a chapter in or two and I was really worried and I pulled out my notes and I found that scene that I had written. I think I'd written it while I was writing a proper scandal probably. And I read over that scene and it was just rough draft. And I went, Oh, this book is going to work. <laughs> this is gonna be, <laughs> we're going to make these guys work. So yeah. It was good. <laughs> it was, it's fun. I think that's the appeal to me of, of both of your books. There's, there's, it's, you know, there's no heat. I mean, yes, they have kissing scenes, but it's, you know, it's not like um, a contemporary, you know, romance. But what I love about it is because there's a lot of like closeness and leaning and like breath mingling and like things yeah. like slightly touching each other. It's, it's just all, it's very, very romantic. And it, and it brings about a lot of, you know, just like visuals and it, it just really works. And so um, I was telling Rachel, I was like, you know, I, I think that this is beforehand when we were chatting about the book once we finished. I was like, the pacing, Esther, I think your pacing is fantastic. And I think that's one of the reasons why, um, you know, it, it works so well um, without like super high heat levels is because you're just, you build and build and build. And then all of a sudden it happens and it's a kiss and you're just like, oh, it just really works and I love it. So yeah, the kissing yeah. scenes are bravo. Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I personally, this is what I would like to read. I'm not, I mean, I love, I will read some spicy romance, but like my preference is probably something like what I write, which is yeah. like, you never get into the bedroom, you know, yeah. <laughs> but I do like romance and I do like a good kissing. And I, I feel like it's actually something that, clean readers need or want and um so hopefully I can find the right some people don't want it and you know it's just about finding yeah. the right readers I call you know? it fade to so. black it just fades yeah. to black and, and mine don't even fade to black no they don't unless they're married <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah because at the end they get kind of flirty like like all there's when once they're married at the end and they're talking to um her mom and brother and they barge yeah. in on it I'm just like hey Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to be clear, they barge in in their home. Yes, not their no, 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 no. <laughs> in their home. It's just maybe maybe some kissing happened. Yeah, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, we were going to ask you at the end of a proper scandal. There's a twist. Yes, like a big twist, and there's a twist at the end of this, which I thought the twist was going to be something else that also happened and I don't want to give anything away. So that's why I'm talking very vaguely, but um, we were going to ask, yeah. like, did you feel like you had to do another twist or were you just like, it just happened and you were like, Ooh, this works. Or how did that, how did that come about? It's funny that you say there's a twist in this book. Cause I feel like there is, but I feel like what I consider the twist of this book happens at the beginning. Like the first third about Mark is what I consider to be the main twist of this book. Okay. Um, where basically where Anthony asks for her help. That to me is because mm, I'm that. taking the trope of a lady pretending to be a maid and I'm twisting it into something new. So to me, that's like the biggest twist and fun part of this book besides, you know, the kissing scenes. <laughs> so I'm trying to picture what twist you're talking about at the well, end. At the very end, like, I there's a few one, things that happen. I thought one character was done and we were not going to see this character again. And then all of a sudden, there she is making oh, claims that making she shouldn't problems. Play. And I'm like, what, are you, what is what's yeah. happening, ma'am? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I felt like there wasn't a twist in the book. So I, oh, really? uh, yeah, I felt like it was pretty straightforward story. Uh, but, um, but 
so I mean, especially compared to, I thought Proper Scandal was much more of a twist. Yes. yes. Yeah. And so I, that's why I, I wondered if you felt like, oh, I've got to, I've got to keep that, that the readers are going to be expecting like, yeah. a big twist. I wanted a big twist in here. I mean, not, not, I mean, after a proper scandal, like I would have loved to do another one. A proper scandal's twist came to me. I don't know how. And <laughs> I'm not an author that like can totally di- dissect my process. And when I figured out that twist, I thought this is the best book I'll ever write. <laughs> so, so um, and I don't know if that's necessarily true because all books have like different things that you love about them. And so I hope I'll get another twist like that in a book someday, but I actually am okay with the fact that, because I'm like Rachel, I'm like this one, to me, the biggest twist happens at the beginning, which makes it not really a twist, honestly. Yeah. Like yeah. if it's at the, you, you have to have a twist at like the 75 percent market so yeah I agree with Rachel a little bit on this one I don't think this book has that much of a twist when I turned in a proper scandal and there was a problem with the twist I mean as in my first version just based on um I was calling Mr. Barton Mr. Barton the whole time and it kind of messed up my editor didn't want me to do that which made me think I wasn't going to be able to do the twist and she flat out told me it's fine it's a romance novel it doesn't have to have a twist and I was like but it's my favorite thing about this book and I figured it out we got it worked out um but uh anyway so so I I kind of went back and just went okay my editor said romances don't have to have a twist and this one I think is fun enough that I think it's okay I I don't think I'll disappoint the people I mean, they might be like, oh, there wasn't a twist. That's too bad. But I don't think it'll be like, oh, I'm disappointed in the whole book as a whole. Yeah, I wouldn't really say the beginning was a twist. I don't know what the positive word is for, uh, like, because convoluted sounds negative, and that's not what I mean. <laughs> but, like, in the sense that it there's one layer and then one layer and then they add another layer. Like an escalation of ridiculousness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically was what happened in this one. Yeah. And, uh so yeah, that's, that's interesting. Uh, but it is, that is like the one thing that I like to leave off for a spoiler though, because I feel like it's one of my favorite moments in the book Yeah, and I don't want it. I told my editor, I don't want it in the synopsis. Um, so even though oh. it's, it's not like a typical twist, um, it is one thing that I want readers to be surprised when they get there. So we sense. take that out then? Oh, is it in yours? I don't. What's that? No, no, no. I mean, we didn't say what it was. Oh, didn't you say that? It, no. That when I, he asked her to? When he asked her to help her, but I didn't say exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> no, we're, I'm okay vaguely talking about it. I just want, <laughs> I just, I just want it to be mostly a surprise. Yeah. So I just have to ask you one more thing about the book. And then okay. I have some other questions to throw at you. Um, and the last thing is, is did you visualize anybody in this, like as you were writing some of these characters? Because I, as I mentioned before, I kept seeing Johnny Flynn, but there was a <laughs> couple of other characters from TV that, and from movies that I kept seeing while I was reading these characters. But I just have to know, like it's, you know, yeah. yeah. visualize anybody? I did. Um, so I don't have my document with me. So for um, patients, I actually had a, just a picture of a random actress in actually Regency clothing, even though this is Victorian, but she looked, I don't know who she is. I don't even think she's an actress. I think it's just a model taking a picture. So I don't have a picture of that and I probably don't have rights to it to even show, but I would have that on my notes. And she was just, she just had like this mischievous smile on her face and curly hair. And, and that's who I pictured for patients. Um, and a lot of it was just about that facial expression of, mischievous <laughs> but um actually for anthony i pictured daniel craig so Ooh. um but like probably a little bit younger obviously <laughs> now but uh, this face because and i think that comes a lot down to like when daniel craig was announced as the new bond guy i was like really really like i don't get it and then um I watched him in a few movies and i'm like oh i get it <laughs> so and that's really what i want um, this character to be is um, somebody who starts out as like unex- like you're not expecting much from him maybe or like he's different from what you were thinking for a main character and patience too like isn't necessarily super attracted to him right away but then um, throughout the book he kind of changes and becomes more handsome yeah so, yeah 
Did you have somebody you were thinking of, uh, Lisa? For, 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 which for Anthony and Patience? Yeah, for Anthony, it was Johnny Flynn, Mr. Knightley, oh, right. like that. And then for Patience, not really, but I kept thinking, um, did you guys ever watch that? I think it was the 2007-ish time when BBC was remaking all of the Jane Austens into like miniseries. They had um, Northanger Abbey with Felicity, um, what's her last name? Felicity Jones. Yeah, Felicity Jones and uh, J.J. Feld, and he, um, uh, what, uh, gosh, now I can't think of her name. She played the flighty best friend, um, and of course, this would be better if I knew their names, <laughs> um, and that's what I kept thinking of as Miss Morgan, and oh. it was like, and then I kept thinking of all the Downton Abbey people as their, as the butler and, like, housemate. <laughs> that's perfect. Like that, like... <laughs> Mrs. Bates and like Mr. you know from the actual show I kept thinking of that Mr. Gilbert was amazing who plays um the butler of the house that um Anthony Woodsworth has yeah. and he was amazing um but that's who I kept I kept thinking of like these mashups of um Downton Abbey and various Jane Austen um Jane Austen movies that I've seen and I'm sorry I'm trying to look it up now so that I could say it because as soon as I see it I'm gonna be like that's right yeah. Um, she, of course, Carrie Mulligan, she played oh, Isabella yeah. Thorpe in, in, um, Northanger Abbey and she was such a scheming person and she was always out just for herself, always like trying to just like get money. And I just kept seeing Miss Morgan as her in my head. Yeah. That would be a good one. Yeah. This might seem like, this might seem like a bit of a reach, but, um, <laughs> so I the the I think the the Disney Star Wars movies were very flawed, but the one thing I thought was amazing was the chemistry between Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley, and I think oh! them in a period yeah. piece would be amazing, <laughs> and I think that they could both bring the humor, especially Adam Driver, that he I can just picture him being like, what is this woman? <laughs> Well, and he's perfect too, because like he is that character that you're like. I had the exact same reaction with him. Like, really, Adam Driver? Like, his facial expression. You know, like Anthony Woodsworth is probably my least handsome, traditionally handsome male lead. And um, yeah, but like they have this face that sticks with you, and they become handsome. In the book, I really felt like he was really tall and broad, and yeah manly and which is yes he is i meant like just his face yeah yeah. his he's like the typical romance guy that's like big and bulky and because his father is a general and he became a general basically well he started his career in a way that was honestly he was hired mostly because of his size so like yeah size is definitely a part of anthony which most women like (laughs) so that part yes i won't complain I mean, and Adam Driver can be hilarious. Yes. Like if you've seen Logan Lucky or uh, <laughs> or him on Siren Live, uh, he is so funny. He's and talented. so I just I could just picture him just being like, "What is this person?" Like just being so <laughs> frustrated, being hilarious. I, and, I would uh, love so. to see them in something. Period. Oh my As, goodness, that would be amazing. So mm-hmm. casting directors, take yeah, <laughs> take note. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I never thought about Rachel, but now that you've said it, I'm like, why hasn't this happened yet? Like, what, is this, what are you waiting for? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so now comes the hard questions. Okay. We call them the Teen Beat questions, and usually, here are the questions that you find in the back of a Teen Beat magazine, like, you know, you've done these before, you answered these before, like favorite ice cream and all that. But yeah. this time we're doing a quarantine edition. Quarantine yeah. Beat. Yes. Oh, yeah. see, that's what I should have called it. Okay. I'll edit that in and steal it. <laughs> Quarantine beat. Yes. Okay. So, um, are you ready? I'm going to yeah. find these off. It's okay. Favorite room in your house? Probably my bedroom. Maybe, no, no, no. My bathroom. My bathroom. Ooh. We have a nice deep tub. It, when we bought the house, that was the picture that as I was deciding if we really wanted to buy it or not, I would look at our bathroom picture because yes. it's really pretty. We have a pretty yes. master bathroom. I've got one of those, the house that we bought, it's got one of those rainfall shower heads. Oh. I'm telling you, it's I why that. I bought the house. I don't have that, <laughs> I mean, but. Yeah. So, yes. Good call, but okay. So what are you binging right now? And it could be movies, TV, podcasts, whatever. 
Yeah. I am binging a Korean drama, <laughs> um, which is called My Love from the Star, which I have already seen before too. So <laughs> I'm re-watching it and it's lovely because I don't know if either of you have watched Korean dramas, but you get very sucked into them and then you lose a lot of sleep. And so it's nice to rewatch it because it's still almost as addicting, but I can actually turn it off and fall asleep now. So I've heard that. Yeah, I have so. some friends that I talked into watching it with me. So that's why I'm rewatching it because it's one of my favorites. That's awesome. Okay. Um, your go-to dinner recipe, since we're all kind of at home having to cook a lot more. Um, go to, if I'm not wanting to run to the store, so like we're talking lame go-to basically yes. is in our family, it's like chili mac, which is mac, macaroni noodles with a can of chili and a can of corn and some cheese. <laughs> so nice. yeah, that's like super easy. And we've done it a couple of times since we in quarantine because it's mostly yeah. all canned and yeah. you don't have to get anything fresh for it. Right. You can't go wrong there. No, you, yeah. You know, you have those in your pantry already. So well, nice. we have like four boys. So it's like, it's like how much food can we make? Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's a lot. Yeah. My, yeah. my girls just turned 12, but they're eating like college football players and <laughs> food in the house. That like, age. What's happening? Um, so your go-to distraction activity, something where you're just like, okay, I just need to zone out. Probably like Facebook, honestly, yeah. like I do a lot of um, author stuff on Facebook. And so usually if I have like 10 or 15 minutes and I just want to zone out, like you said, I'll get on there and see if I need to post anything or respond to people that have posted on my Facebook page and things. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. I succumbed to the siren call of Animal Crossing, but I didn't buy a switch <laughs> and I didn't buy that. I just put it on my phone. <laughs> And yeah, like two hours into it, I'm like, what is, what, what time is it? What's happening? But I was fishing away and collecting things. I, I've never played video games like that before, but yeah, that's my distraction. Yeah. Is okay. The other person. thing I do now that you say that is watch hair tutorials, not tutorials even like on YouTube, but like women cutting their hair off or dyeing their hair weird colors. I don't know why I'm like fascinated with anything that's hair awesome. on YouTube. Oh, good call. Everyone that's has their YouTube guilty pleasure. <laughs> That's yes. nice. <laughs> I like watching solo campers that like try and camp in the, in the like snow, like blizzards and they like show you their setup and how they're like in this little thing with these stoves and like just going up. Mine is watching Disney park videos. Like I've never, I, I, the last time I went to Disney world was in when I was 12 and I still watch all of it. would be like, Ooh, <laughs> restaurant review. I'm going to watch that. <laughs> I mean, I know so much about Disney World. It's ridiculous, especially now. That now it's just like cruel and unusual punishment. But I still, oh, I still fun. like it. For some, I find it relaxing. I don't know why. I know. Okay, um, two more. The next one is pajamas, or are you still getting dressed in actual pants, like actual clothes? <laughs> Uh, about half the day pajamas and then usually I will put on a pair of stretchy pants. Yes. So I don't know if that counts as pajamas too, but it's um, like pants. They're yes. just stretchy pants. The thing that I'm worried about is my legs. stretchy pants are getting tight. Yeah. I'm doing, I'm forcing myself cause I'm still working. I'm working from home. So I'm forcing myself to get up and get quote unquote dressed, but really it's just Christmas leggings because I have a lot of them and just a t-shirt. I put on an, I put on an actual sweater for you guys though. So yeah. I've got shorts on underneath. <laughs> I've got shorts on from waist down. I've got stretchy pants on underneath. Yeah, so. Um, okay. So even though it's all just one big day, weekdays or weekends? Weekends. Cause no school. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely weekends. Yeah. We had that week off last week where the kids didn't have any online lessons they still had their spring break and it was yeah. like genius <laughs> I, I have never looked forward to spring break more <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then now I'm like and even though it's you know it's all on the computer and it's only a couple of hours a day it's still like still chasing after deadlines and have you done this and have you done that and where yeah. are you at this and you know they've actually got a PE thing they have to do and they have a band thing they have to do I mean it's yeah, I need an Anthony Woodsworth to organize yes. my life right now, and I don't have one. So, oh, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> I'm not one. 
that's for sure. I am a super planner, so this is just right up my alley, but still, I just, I feel a lot of like pressure every day. I'm like, I've got checklists that they have. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. a mess, but okay, well, you did it. You survived our Yay. quarantine <laughs> edition. Yay. Um, so I know you said that promos are kind of by the wayside now because of what's going on, but do you have any like online events coming up that you want to share or talk about? Um, yeah, I'm, so not all of them are yeah, not all of them are scheduled yet. So if you okay. follow me on Facebook, I will definitely post links to any um, things we have going on like that. And it comes out on the 1st, correct? 1st of May? Um, oh. It is for sale. Yeah, for now it's on sale on Kindle for $5.99. Uh -huh. But on May 1st, that may change. Um, okay. It may stay the same. That's a, For my publisher, that's a really good price for an ebook, $5.99. Yeah. So, um, so there's that just continually going on until May 1st. And then, but as far as um, other things, I just follow my Facebook page and yeah. watch there for any other things coming up, okay. which is just yeah. Esther Hatch. Okay, yeah, I was gonna ask you, any social media that you'd like to share that people can follow you so they can catch up on updates and anything new that happens? So I, so on Facebook, I'm Esther Hatch. On Instagram, I'm Esther B. Hatch. And um, those are the best places to keep in contact with me. You can check me out on my webpage, which is estherhatch.com. But awesome. for the most part, I'm most active on Facebook. So. Awesome. Good to know. And I've got an actual physical, like, written review coming out. Um, I plan to post it tomorrow, but I might wait until um, Monday just to get it a little bit closer to release date. But, yes, that's coming. So I will yeah, be posting that on my blog. Yes, because I'm very excited to talk about it. Okay. So, Rachel, um, where can people find you online? Yes, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And, obviously, here at the Hallmarkies Podcasts. Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lisa Fay, CO, Lisa Fay Co. And you can follow the Hallmarkies Pod. On Twitter, Hallmarkies Pod, and on Instagram, Hallmarkies Podcast. And if you are so inclined, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Podcast on Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can have access to exclusive content, giveaways, and all sorts of other fun little goodies. And you can please. visit more with Rachel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, right. Esther, so cool. thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate it. Um, good luck with the book and everything coming. And so I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your day to to talk with us. Okay. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's so of fun course. to yeah. chat with you guys. So much fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye everybody. Bye, Bye. everyone. <laughs>